Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. And uh, today, Pastor Margaret and I are going to share on a topic that we've shared many times and uh, what this program is all about, and that is hope. But before we get into that, just a kind of a lighthearted thing that we thought was good to do today and something that we'll probably do on broadcast going forward is just a lighthearted question. Not always the same every week, but uh, Pastor Margaret, uh, you said you had a specific thing on your brain today, so maybe you could start out. Yeah, I do. And it's been on my mind for a while. And I guess it's because I have a craving and I just haven't, well, it's been on my mind. And I think it's just because I want some ice cream. You know, do you ever find yourself just wanting ice cream? Mine happens usually after the ice cream stores. Um, Those great places around our valley that serve ice cream are closed. But anyway, I was going to ask you, what is your favorite type of ice cream? Uh, I'm plain. I just like plain vanilla. People always say vanilla is the same everywhere, and I agree to disagree with that. I prefer custard vanilla ice cream. Right. Yeah. That's good for you. Because that is far from my favorite. Right now, like red velvet ice cream. So I've had red velvet on my brain. And um, I saw recently where someone was serving that. And I just thought, I need to have some of that. But I haven't taken time to go get the ice cream. So, um, But I like ice cream that has something chunky, like maybe a couple different flavors together. And so you and I very much differ on what we... um, prefer in our ice cream, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for you also. <laughs> as long as we don't make each other eat right. each other's ice cream, we'll be good. We mentioned that we were going to be focusing on hope today, and uh, maybe it would be good if we just start out both saying what hope means to us. Mm, yeah, I think I'm going to let you go on that one. Well, you know, hope is an expectation of something that we are certain is going to happen, mm. And as Christians, when we think about hope, or when I think about hope, um, I think about our hope in Christ. And, you know, the hope that we have in his son's resurrection from the dead, a living hope, um, which we'll get into scripture later, and also the hope of him returning again, his promise that he will return again, and that we, as Christians, will join him for eternity in heaven one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I, right now, just in my mind's eyes, I think of hope. I saw something online the other day, and it was the words HOPE in all capital letters, except the O was a crown of thorns. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, you know, that is a beautiful visual of hope in Christ. What he did for us so that we can have life, life abundant here on earth and life eternal. But the fact that Jesus came to earth and uh, went to the cross for us so that we could be in relationship with him now and forever. It's pretty powerful um, to think about the great hope we have in Christ. And when I think about hope, um, for me, it's so, I think for me, it is the story, what we talk about here. Like we have this great hope and it's not, we haven't been given that hope to keep it for ourselves. We've been given hope so that we can share that hope with others, so that many can come to Christ. And I heard someone say, and I think I've said it on here before, that we have been made ministers of reconciliation, and we become partners in the ministry with Christ. And as we know that we are not 
the ones that save people, but we're the ones that share the great hope of Christ, and He is the Lord of the harvest. And when we share that great hope and people come to accept Christ, we take part in populating the kingdom of heaven. And that's a powerful thought that we have, and it is a responsibility for the believer. This isn't kind of a, well, you know, I'm in, I'm saved, and I'm good, and I'm just going to float on home. No, that's not what the life of the believer is meant to look like. We want to bring others with us, so to speak. Yeah, it's relational. Share that hope. It's a relationship with God and with others. And yeah, so that is just in a nutshell, um, hope for me. And another um, thing when I think about hope is I went to the scriptures and one of the scriptures, and I want to read it, is uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster and plans to give you a future filled with hope. Yeah, yeah, I love Jeremiah 29. I love the verse 11, but there are some other verses around it. When we think about who Jeremiah was speaking to the children of Israel on the Lord's behalf, like God had given this message. And if you back up in that scripture to the beginning and the children of Israel have been exiled, uh, maybe they become a little stiff-necked. <laughs> maybe they begin looking around, um, looking horizontal culture instead of looking vertically to God. And uh, they found themselves in a place of exile. And I love what the message the Lord gave Jeremiah. And I'll read just a little bit of it, and then I'm going to skip past what you just read and read another piece of it. I think it applies today um, to where we are. Um, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives He has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. And work for the peace and the prosperity of the city where I sent you to exile. Pray to the Lord for its welfare will determine your welfare. I love that, that no matter where we find ourselves today, God tells us to, you know, you're here, this is your situation, now this is what you need to do. And he gives some very direct instructions to the children of Israel, and they were there for 70 years. And so he knew they were going to be there a while, and he was saying, hey, you're here, this is the way it is, this is what you need to do. And of course, I'm not going to read all of it, but as we Go further down in the scripture after what you read. I love the next couple verses. (laughs) So I'll just pick up reading in verse 12. He's told them he's going to give them a future and a hope. This isn't the end. This is just a season. In those days, when you pray, I will listen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) If you look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and bring you home again to your own land. And that is such a picture of hope that God is faithful to his people. He never leaves them or forsakes them. He is with them. He's closer to believers, you and I and those listening, than the circumstances we find ourselves in. And he cares compassionately. about that. And his greatest desire, I believe, one of his greatest desires is to give us that future and a hope. Right. So yeah, I love that. I love, I love that scripture. It's one of 
one of my favorite places to go when I think about what do we do in these days. And yes, he gives us a future and a hope. Absolutely. But we can't take that one just out of context right. of the story. God desires that we seek him in relationship. And um, I would love to have been able to have some conversations right. with the folks he shared that right. with. And I'm sure that they did plant gardens and they might have and just become a part of that community. Can't really imagine what that's like. Yeah, and as you were talking, Pastor Margaret, I was thinking about how certainly he calls us to bring hope wherever we're at in whatever context. And he uh, also calls us to be hope, him working through us to bring hope to others, you know, in a seemingly hopeless world. Right. As long as we have him, we have hope. Amen. he is hope. Amen. He certainly is. And, you know, we're talking about hope today, and that's a big word for us today. Mm-hmm. You know, we are talking a lot about hope, and um, hope has been a big part of this broadcast from the inception. Right. And so um, we have some news to share today, and it has to do with hope. But I'm going to let um, you, Grayson, give us a little bit of background on Front Porch Talks, about Front right. Porch Talks, and then we'll share that exciting news as we go. Well, uh, the Front Porch Talks podcast, it started as a podcast in 2011. Me and my dad, Pastor Kerry Willis, who used to be the pastor of our church, uh, Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg. And then about two years later in 2013, we were approached by Dave Eshelman um, and Paul Prince, who was also the GM at uh, WBTX at the time, um, about uh, possibly considering bringing the podcast to the radio. And uh, the way they worded it is we need some more programs um, about hope or more programs yeah. to bring hope to people. Um, and so they were wondering, they felt like our program was a program of hope. So, I mean, that's why we've always said on this program, we pray that today's broadcast has been a half hour of hope for your life. Yeah. And uh, beyond Front Porch Talks and beyond this broadcast being hope, I know that our church here at Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg and now East Rock right. um, is about hope. We always said uh, that we want to be a beacon of hope in the Shenandoah Valley and beyond. Mm-hmm. Hope happens here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we say hope has a name, and that's Jesus. Right. And our current mission statement here at Church of the Nazarene is we are transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. Amen. So hope is very important to us. And as all believers should be very important. Yes. And so over the past, what, two and a half years now? Right. It's been two and a half years um, since Pastor Adrian came on as our lead pastor. And Pastor Kerry went off to um, Philadelphia and to the eastern Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey to be the district superintendent. Uh, Pastor Adrian's been finding his way um, here and doing a great job leading the church. And I guess right about the time the pandemic happened, our church came out with a transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. And so as we've been journeying and looking at the mission of the church here, the mission of the church hasn't changed um, as far as bringing hope to others, and we've always been about that. But as we move forward in finding um, the armor that fits in these days, we are transitioning towards 
just changing the name to kind of align with where we are in ministry. And so with that, we're going to have a new name and will not be a name that will surprise you. We're still going to be having talks. Um, We're still going to be engaging in story and those that are bringing hope, but we are going to be simply Hope Talks, Hope Talks. And we're really going to be doing what we've been doing and sharing um, testimony, and we're excited about this. Yeah, and so over the next month, we're kind of going to be in a, I guess, a transition period. So you'll hear Front Porch Talks some, you'll hear Hope Talks, and really, like Pastor Margaret said, we're still going to be bringing story and testimony and hope. That won't change, and we'll still be here, and we'll still be bringing hope through story and through testimony, but we just wanted to kind of bring hope to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Um, There'll still be conversations, I say, um, on the front porch. You know, you're still welcome to join us, but we just want to make sure that there's no doubt that hope is what we're about. Absolutely, and yeah, so I'm excited as we move forward and I'm sure that we will say Front Porch Talks more than once because it will just, it has just been such a part of our language, but we are excited. And so, yeah, I'm super excited about Hope Talks and we'll still be talking about hope. And, you know, really that's just what we want to talk about today. It's not so much about this change. It is just one of those things in the midst of ministry. We're excited about that, but we're excited more about the hope we have in Christ. And so we'll just continue sharing about that. And I think we have a few more things today that we wanted to uh, just talk about. This session is just about bringing hope and what is the great hope and how do we share hope with the world? Um, How do we share hope with our families. Uh, and so, yeah, it is such a part of the story of the believer. And God shows up in amazing ways to bring hope. And Grayson, you've seen it. I've seen it. We read it, uh, read all about it, all throughout the scripture, um, how God shows up and brings hope in ways that we would have never dreamed that he right. could do. And he doesn't work the same way every time, right? right. Like he... He's God, so he can show up in any way that he wants, but it's always to glorify God and to draw others to Christ and into relationship. One of the scriptures that really speaks to me, and it doesn't have hope in it, but it is a scripture that brings me hope, that speaks to me about who God is and what he wants to do. And the Ephesians three fourteen through 20 And I want to talk a little bit about 20, but I'll just give you the entire, um, I'll just give you those verses. It is a beautiful picture. The Apostle Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus, and he is just sharing about God's purpose. He was sharing about Ephesians 3, um, and I'll start in verse 10, actually. The Apostle Paul talking to the church at Ephesus. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. 
I am suffering for you so that you should feel honored. And then he says this, when I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with his inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And now you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. And here is the Apostle Paul sitting in chains, encouraging the church that God is able to do more than we could ever ask or imagine, that his mighty power is at work within us. That dunamis power, that dynamite power to accomplish more than we might ask or think. Man, that brings me hope. Uh, But it also makes me think, what are my prayers? Are my prayers hope-filled that he's going to show up in ways that I've never thought about, in ways that are more than I've dreamed of? How big are my prayers? Are my prayers too small? So it causes hope to rise up in my soul today to think about the prayers I'm praying and, you know, maybe I need to be a little more hopeful about that. Right. And as you were talking, Pastor Margaret, I was thinking, are we praying safe prayers or are we praying dangerous prayers? And Mm -hmm. what I mean by dangerous is prayers, like you said, you know, asking God to do something beyond what we can think or imagine. Mm -hmm. Ask him to you know, surprise us, so to speak. Right. Not that we should ever be surprised by anything that God can do, but just out of what we can imagine. And uh, context is important, as you were sharing that scripture of Paul in the jail, mm-hmm. chained up. That was a seemingly hopeless situation for mm. Paul, but yet he had hope because he had Christ, mm-hmm. and Christ was his hope, and he was putting his hope in his eternal future. Yeah, he wasn't looking at his circumstances. Actually, he had told the church not to be disheartened by his circumstances. And, you know, that really does speak. When people around us of faith, where they're seemingly hopeless situations, where they don't want us to be disheartened, where they actually encourage us um, with the faith that they show in those times. In these days, in a pandemic, I had a conversation not too awful long ago with someone who is, you know, that's a family member that's going through illness. And, you know, in these days, you can't be with your family members. You can't, um, like, there's so much isolation in these days. And so it's kind of a lonely road. There's a few people that recently, like, they have family 
members in the hospital and they can't be with them. And what I've witnessed is I'm finding myself inspired and encouraged by talking to them because they are leaning on Jesus like they've never leaned before. And they are confident of this hope that they have. And that's what we need in these dark days is to make sure that our testimony is up to date, um, that we are sharing the love of God in seemingly hopeless places. And it's also been amazing to watch God speak through the mundane to people struggling. He loves to show up, and he... Loves it when his children recognize right. that it's him. Right. And when they do and they share that, it brings hope right. to others. And Pastor Margaret, as you were talking um, about how he loves to show up in seemingly hopeless situations, I was thinking about two scripture verses. One of them has to do with hope. The other one, like you said, it doesn't have hope in it, but it brings hope to right. me. Right, right. The first scripture is uh, Revelation twelve eleven, where it said they won the victory over him, meaning the evil one, the devil, mm-hmm. because of the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony mm-hmm. yeah. or the word of their story. Right, right, yeah. When hope talks, right, right. <laughs> you know, when we when we share hope with others through our story of what the Lord has done in our life, and someone said to me just recently. You know, every believer should have a two-minute elevator speech. <laughs> oh, you should have a two-minute speech where you hone it, you can tell your story, and you can share about Christ in two minutes. Because that's about how long we get to talk to people in these days. Um, you know, just in passing, God allows us to engage people uh, for short periods of time. And so that's challenged me. To think about what would I share if I had two minutes to share hope with someone? What would I share? And so you'll be hearing more about that, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, and and, you know, this all really ties back to what do we put our faith in? You know, there's so many stories and scriptures that we could share today um, that bring us hope, um, that encourage us. And, you know, one that encourages me And this came to me this morning, and actually I've shared out of this a couple of times recently, but this morning it came back to me again in 2 Kings 6. You know, here is Elisha. They're surrounded by the enemy, and Elisha has a servant with him. And when he looks out and he sees that they are surrounded by troops and horses and chariots, And the young man cries out to Elisha, and he says, Oh, sir, what will we do now? And Elisha says, Don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than theirs. Then Elisha prayed, Oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked around, we looked up. Actually, it's not around. It says when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. And... You know, that is a story that brings me hope 
And I wonder how often do I pray for those around me that they might see, that God would show up and in a way that only he can make himself undeniable. And that's what happened that day with Elisha and the servant. Elisha prays, and God opens the eyes of a young man. And that brings me hope because that's the God we serve. It's not a different one. This is our God. Um, He is faithful, and he cannot go against his promises. And so in a day where it's dark, we have a great light, and we have a great opportunity to share the truth um, in love, and the best way that we can do that is to share the hope that we have found, that others might be drawn in. God is the hound of heaven. He draws us with provenient grace, the grace that goes before us and draws us. He is the God of salvation, but he calls us to minister with him, and that just kind of blows my mind. But he calls us to be, as I said before, ministers of reconciliation, partners in building the kingdom of God. We do have a great hope, and there are more on the side of God than that on the side of the enemy, which is the devil. That's the enemy I'm talking about today. Right. And uh, Pastor Margaret, just to wrap it up, as you were talking, I was thinking about God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And uh, you'll hear us in the weeks ahead talking more about this topic of hope. We'll still have testimonies. We'll still have stories, but we'll be coming back to this topic of hope. Um, But uh, thank you for uh, listening to today's broadcast, and we pray that it truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. When our lives are in the balance, there is a hope for us. When our hearts seem cold and callous, there is a love. And it's deeper than all the mysteries, and it's greater than our failed histories. And it will prevail, yes, He remembers us. There is a love. There is a love. There is a love. There is a hope for us. And when our lives are as they should be, there is a hope for us. When we're warm and safe and dry, there is a love. So through our joys and all our sorrows, with the one who has lived our tomorrows, With his unseen hand to guide and shelter us There is a love 
was our friend Jim Cole and his song There is a Hope. Today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.